This is What Next, the future fiction podcast exploring tomorrow through the stories of today. Utopia, dystopia, time travel, the apocalypse, from aliens to zombies and everything in between. Every episode is a new future. Would you rather go on like an epic history-making journey Okay. But leave your friends and family behind. Or see other people go on this epic life journey, and but stay with your friends and family. Ooh, okay. Epic life journey. Yeah, like, people are going to write about this for years and years to come, and you're going to be helping the earth. Does it have a conclusion? Am I coming back at the end, or are they coming back at no, the end? No, you're not coming back. Right. But they okay. might join you, you, but you don't know. That, that makes it tougher. Yeah, it does. That makes I've, it tougher. I've kind of put a lot of more parameters around this would you rather than I usually do. <laughs> I think I'll go. Yeah? I think I'll take Ooh. a selfish. Okay. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if it's a big, exciting journey, as much as I would love to see other people off on it, mm. if they're not coming back, if I don't get to be with them at the end, I would rather at least I've had the life-changing experience <laughs> along the way. Rather than I'm just sat at home being like, well, good, good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't know what I would do, but I think I'd probably choose the same thing as you. Do you reckon? Yeah, because I Aren't think... Aren't we both awful? I, yeah, I know, but we, FOMO, man. Like, mm. how many times have you had that proper FOMO? <laughs> and I think I could get over missing my family. I'd make new friends. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing other people go off on this amazing thing while you're stuck doing your day-to-day, that would be grim. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're both just uh, we're just both just selfish cleaning, people. Yeah, just chasing the gram. Gram pictures is what <laughs> we want. The gram. <laughs> uh, I'm Becca. I'm Carl. And this week I have watched Downsizing. Ooh, I'm excited for this. Yes. Have you watched this? Yeah. So here's everything I know about Downsizing. Okay. I saw the trailers and I was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I saw the film and I hated it so much. <laughs> I felt so let down. I now, several years, what was it, 2017, 2018? I don't know. I'm sure it was I'm sure it was not that long ago. I think it was 19. Right, I think, okay. I think. Well, what that time difference has done is I've forgotten the entire content <laughs> of the film. I don't know anything about it. So everything you're going to tell me will be new. Uh-huh. All I remember is the feeling of being terribly, terribly disappointed. disappointed. Well, Carl, I'm afraid that disappointing feeling's probably not going to change. Oh, no! <laughs> I, watched it, I watched it again and was like, yeah, no, I remember why. It had the exact same feeling. The concept was so great. Yeah. And then I watched it and it just... So I think I've nailed down why I thought it was disappointing for me. Excellent. We'll see if that matches up to how you feel or whether you're, whether you're disappointed for a different reason. But... Yeah, because everything that we've watched or read so far, mm-hmm. we have liked uh-huh. right yeah even yeah. the stuff that we kind of weren't sure about we've still really liked a part of it or yeah. liked aspects of it i'm pretty keen to hear an analysis of the disappointment <laughs> if this picks up we could find our own niche in being the terrible future fiction yeah podcast. yeah that really don't watch it we watched it so you don't have to <laughs> that could be our slogan that yeah our i really line. hope it doesn't become no that. no but no. for our sake <laughs> We've talked about this, Carl. We want the gram. If we're going to get famous, <laughs> we'll do it anyway. <laughs> Absolutely right. 
Okay, so a, a brief, very brief synopsis of downsizing is there's this technology that makes you get smaller, essentially. So think like, honey, I shrink the kids, you're tiny. Yep. And, and that's it, essentially. So this guy chooses to get downsized. That's the basic sort of concept of the, of the film, okay. which I think is what made it kind of interesting exciting because you were like huh that's actually you know as opposed to honey i spent the kids which is a comedy based in just this one household this is like a proper not i don't want to say serious film because it's not but it's more adult as it were so we open on the scientific discovery of this where we've got a scientist i think he's swedish okay i could be really wrong and offend a lot of people no he's norwegian okay all right did, I think, did, were you more offensive in saving it or were you I more offensive know. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's called uh, Jorgsen okay. I think that's how you pronounce it and he's created this amazing technology it's meant to be born out of trying to solve what they believe is the world's greatest problem which is overpopulation so okay. all of like the global warming and poverty all that kind of stuff is born out of the fact that everything's overpopulized right yes which i, I have yeah. heard that theory kind of coming around and i get it um and i think there is there's probably a lot of a lot of truth to that like you know we produce so much you know bad chemicals because we have so much supply mm-hmm. to make so um again yeah like a really interesting concept okay what if we could make people smaller then, you know, and if it's like, I don't know, 100 times smaller, then you have 100 times the space. Yeah, a literally a smaller yeah. footprint. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, in 100 years' time, you might just end up with the same problem because you we continue populate. Okay, but, that's a good point. Yeah, but I see what they're trying to do. So we see that they created this, like, tiny colony. So they've created this, like, village and space where they've somehow managed to grow their own stuff they've got their own tiny houses, all that kind of stuff. Then we flick forward 10 years time. This is where we meet Paul, who's our main character. Mm-hmm. It's downsizing is like techno, well, not techno, but it's spread across the world now. So almost every country has downsizing. And Paul is looking at it being like, this is really cool. What's the take up of downsizing at the point at which Paul becomes interested in it? Is it like a niche thing still or a majority of people doing it? No, it's like, so I'll go into this more because it's how they sell downsizing is really interesting. It kind of plays into, I think, why Paul chooses it. Uh-huh. So to give a bit of a background, like Paul is, he's living with his mom. His mom's not very well. She does this great line, um, which is, oh, they can make people shrink, but they can't cure me. And it's such a oh, great right. like, yeah. thing of, do do that. We focus a lot <laughs> yeah. of money in like getting people to Mars while <laughs> we're really struggling still to uh-huh. keep the NHS up <laughs> down right. here on Earth. He wanted to be a doctor, but he's been, unfortunately, you know, he had to quit because he had to come look after his mom. And then we see that he's married. We kind of get the feeling that they're a bit of a still moment in their marriage. Like they go to this reunion and it's not, um, you know, it's not like they're fighting. It just feels really stale and really kind of like, like when, you, when you've got nothing left to talk about. Yeah, sure. So we kind of get this feeling that Paul's at a point in his life in which, Things aren't looking great. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a rot. Um, they go to this reunion, like the school reunion. Some of his classmates have been downsized, and they come on. They come in this like like tiny like cat box oh, carrier yeah? kind of thing, and <laughs> like so funny, yeah. And bring them like through the room, and then they set them down this table, and they all go talk about it, and they're all like, "Oh my god, so cool!" Yeah. And it is quite reminiscent of like 
we all sort of know that thing of I don't know, like when somebody got the first iPod and everyone goes and gathers around it and like, how cool you got the first blah blah blah, and everyone's dead interested and it's just the coolest thing and. And this is the key point, like, everyone's life is immediately made better by having this new cool technology. Oh, right. Right, because they're smaller, so they've got more stuff. It's like um, it's like a conversion thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's a, like a currency conversion. Yeah. Where, so, yeah, yeah because okay. everything's smaller, it doesn't obviously cost as much, so therefore your money That's goes right, further. That's right, I remember. Yeah, so, like, essentially they sell it, like, it's like the American dream is what they're selling uh-huh. this small like thing on. You know, they're selling it like, you can have this mansion and you can go and play golf with your friends and you don't have to work because you'll have all this money and yeah. you can do all the things that you couldn't do before and your life's going to be amazing and, and blah, blah, blah. Like like literal retirement downsides. Yeah. Sell your house for a smaller house, you'll have enough money to be comfortable. Yeah. Got it. It'll be great. Matt, you know what? I'm getting really nervous at this point in the podcast because how much I love this idea is exactly what i was like going into the movie yeah. this sounds so much for the classmates turning up in the little yeah. box and man it sounds brilliant what yeah. a great idea yeah yeah and i think that's the crux so you get to a point where they're thinking audrey and apollo think about downsizing they've not got a lot of money and they were looking for a bigger house anyway they're kind of stuck it kind of comes a bit of a this is going to solve all our problems, mm-hmm. which we as the audience know that's that's not how it works. Not this early in the movie. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so there's some stuff on the news about how this downsizing is causing issues with the economy. So not on, not people aren't putting enough money into the economy anymore. So therefore, we're not getting as much, and you know it's causing some issues. Okay. So you kind of see that, and you kind of think, oh, I wonder if that's going to come into play. I wonder if that's where this. The crux of this movie is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, if that's going to be the kind of like negative point. Just hold on to that. Okay, all right. They've decided they're going to get downsized. They have this going away party with their friends because obviously, like, when they're small, they're not going to be able to do as much with their friends anymore. And they and they move away to like it's like a what do you call them like in like a holiday park, but not. oh, sure, it's like a, right. Uh, what do you call it? like a community? Yeah, like a gated community, as yeah, it were. Okay. So they're going to go move in with. The small community, as it were. And there's loads of them now. They're all advertised and there's like pros and cons to different ones. And it's sold as literally being like the most amazing thing. There's no issues with it at all. You're not going to have, you're not going to regret it. It's going to be great. It's going to be fabulous. So we're at this going away party and they've been talking about it. And it's like the end of the night where mostly everyone else has left. And this random guy at the bar comes over and he's like, yeah, good for you. Can I just challenge you on something? Do you think, as a small person, you should have the same rights as we do? You're not contributing to the economy as much as we are. You take up a smaller amount of space than we do. You're not voting like we do, etc. So then it kind of says, are you really as much of a person as I am? So then you kind of think, oh, that's that's also interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's going to come into play. So to hold on to oh, that. Oh, Becca. <laughs> so I'm, I'm starting to get the idea you, you, that you, I might be backburnering a lot of ideas uh-huh. that aren't going to come to the you, front you, burner you, you anytime soon. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting that from. <laughs> so we get to Audrey and, and Paul uh, going to the center. In order to have this procedure, you have to get rid of like any like prosthetic things so any fillings any fake teeth if you've got like a hip replacement you're you're not eligible because it messes with the procedure the other thing you also have to do is get completely shaved so everything has to be shaved oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. right (laughs) so we get a bald matt damon which Mm -hmm. is which is pretty funky 
We also get a bald Kirsten wig, which uh-huh. is also kind of funky. <laughs> yeah, so we see him getting his hair taken out, getting his all his teeth and stuff taken out, being laid on this like like gurney kind of thing, and it gets put to sleep. Then he's like trolleyed into this big white room, which is really, really reminiscent of I don't know if you remember Challenge Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Where they put one of the kids in the machine and right. they get like zoomed over. But yes. then he ends up small and they can't make him big again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so, so much like that. So it's so interesting. So yes, yeah, so then they all go into this room. The process happens and then he's small and mm-hmm. the people go in and they pick him up with this, what looks like a spatula, which is <laughs> oh, right. fantastic. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so he gets moved into the downsize community. He's in like the recovery room and he's like, where's Audrey? Where's my wife? And they're like, oh, but she's probably just held up because of some reason. So we'll go and find out. And then they they come back and they're like, oh, you've got a phone call. And he, he picks it up and it's her. And she's like, don't hit me. He's like, why? Turns out she didn't get the procedure. Yeah. Now she... that's the like that's the trailer material, right? Mm-hmm. They're going for the downsizing thing. She doesn't do it. The film is it's like a... Uh... It's like textbook creative writing exercise. Yeah. Okay, so what's the wrinkle in the story? Yeah. Well, his wife changes her mind at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. It's belting stuff. Yeah. This yeah. was what made me want to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. And you think, okay, great. Like, we're going to, this this guy who's trying to fix his life and his marriage and everything by doing this procedure, and it's actually kind of been the crux of why she's left. Yes, right. So he goes into this, like, what is meant to be this super happy, like, yay, everything's perfect life. And he's obviously like, this sucks because he's alone, essentially. Mm-hmm. There is this clip as well where they send divorce papers through, and it's like normal people sized divorce papers and he has to sign it with this like massive pen i was thinking surely they could have just got a smaller one and scanned it through but you know comedy (laughs) yeah so he you know he got he decides he's gonna not have the big mansion they were gonna have he goes into a flat instead oh he downsizes yeah, once he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it like that. That's uh-huh. such, yeah. So yeah, so he's in this flight. He starts dating someone again. It seems like a pretty stifled relationship. Doesn't okay. seem like anything out of the ordinary, anything adventurous. It's just they're having dinner in his flat, and it, it seems very, very vanilla. Mm-hmm. And he, and this is where we meet his like crazy neighbor who's called Dusson. He's French. Oh. And he's a bit of a wild card, just kind of does what he wants, has these massive parties, kind of starts. And he's the kind of character who starts challenging Paul's kind of life perspective. Like, you know, like, kind of, you know, what, you know, what are you trying to be so safe for? And again, another one of my favorite lines is he's like, yeah, I'm kind of an asshole, but the world needs assholes. Otherwise, where would the poo come out? Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. <laughs> I like yeah. that phrase. I think that's a line from Team America. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> no, okay. we'll no, it's, a, it's not a line from Team oh, America. Okay. It's just a conceptually similar bit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so during this, you kind of think, okay, well, maybe this is what's going to happen. Maybe he's going to meet this kind of cool out there neighbor who's going to bring him out of his shell and he's going to do these cool things. Oh, Becca, are you about to say, hold that thought again? Hold that thought, oh, Carl. No. Hold that thought. So this is uh, not too long after meeting Dusan, we meet, and I'm hoping I'm saying it correctly, uh, Nok Lang. She is Vietnamese and Paul recognizes her because we saw when we were talking about the economic crisis and the bad things about downsizing, we introduced to this lady who basically was downsized as part of a government like prison scheme 
So they would downsize oh. criminals and ship them off into like a small prison somewhere. Okay. Essentially, obviously trying to minimize and create more space for criminals, but uh-huh. she's been illegally downsized. Something happened in which she lost a leg in the process. So right. She's, wow. She's, yes. She's got a fake leg. And she's ended up, she's obviously been trafficked over to America. She's ended up in this, in this community. She's a cleaner. And he's like, oh, you're, you know, you're the, the lady who was on the television. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And Paul used to be an occupational therapist. So he mm-hmm. knows a lot about bodies. He sees that she's moving kind of awkwardly. So he offers to have a look at her leg for her. So she, she has a look at it, says, oh, you need a better leg. But in the meantime, you can do this, that and the other. And she's like, you're good at medical stuff. Come with me. I've got a sick friend. And he's trying to be like, no, 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 no. I remember this Yeah. Now. To be fair to the movie, there are some great like comedic moments. And in this point, I love that she's just like, you're good at medical stuff. You can come help my sick friend. And he's like, no, no, I'm not a doctor. She's like, uh-huh. yeah, you are. You've just helped my leg. Come on. Come fix my sick friend. Uh-huh. So she takes him to this like out of, basically like out of the walls, essentially the nice, happy space and into what is essentially like a slum. Yeah. Where we see these apparent, maybe like other illegal downsized people who are living in like these like big flats that are small and uncared, like, you know, unkept and all that kind of stuff. And we see that she actually, she takes food from or like medicine from the persons that she looks after. She asks permission first. And she is basically feeding this community and trying to bring everything that she can for them, food and medicine and, and stuff. And again, you think, oh, maybe this is... Yeah, I was just thinking as think. you were speaking then, this is the point at which there are definitely just too many balls in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember now watching the film and thinking, there is no way they are going to resolve all of these ideas they have set in motion. Exactly. There just isn't enough. Exactly. Film. And I think I think I was still hanging on at this point thinking, right, well, where's all this going to get wrapped in? What's, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. So there's a, that's another ball in the court that yeah. there's uh, obviously some illegal stuff going on. There's a little community outside of the wonderful space at this park place that he's in. So while he's trying to fix her leg, he breaks it. So okay. then she can't, then she doesn't have it. So she's hopping around. This is the prosthetic leg. Yeah, right. Leg. Okay. That's a helpful <laughs> clarification. Yeah, that, I, yeah I, th- I saw the confused look. <laughs> she can't do obviously the cleaning and stuff. So he ends up doing it for her. Dusant finds this oh, hilarious. Yeah. And... They kind of cook up this plot to try and get out of it because she's fully roped him in now. She's like, well, you're going to have to do everything for me because you uh-huh. broke my leg. So until I get a new leg, you got my legs. So they kind of got this idea that, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, we had to go to Norway to the original colony because, <laughs> right, because it's super important that we oh, go no. for some, some super secret thing that's happening really sorry but we have to go and i have to bring paul with me because he's super important to my brother. so this is cooked up mostly as an excuse to get out of cleaning of yes. the enemy's lady's apartment yes yeah all right so yeah to which nook lang replies man i want to go to nowhere yogson who is the original founder actually messaged me when i was on the tv about being illegally downsized oh, no. he said i should come I've never had the chance to. This is the chance. This is perfect. I'll come with you. Okay. And they're like, oh, man. So they all go to Norway. Sure, because we've paid the actors. We may as well make sure they're all in every scene. Absolutely, absolutely. And why not go to Norway? Because why not? Why yeah. not add a whole different continent into this already ever-growing plot? So they go to Norway. They meet the, the scientist who created the whole thing. 
in a complete turn of events, Knock Lang and Paul get together. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so that's a thing. They get to the original colony and... And presumably... This is where we get closure on the storylines like the economic nice? impacts of downsizing, yeah. his wife not downsizing when he did. All those other things that you've yeah. told me to hold the thought are all resolved in Norway, presumably. Yeah, that's it. And this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that have saved two hours of my life? So Jorgensen basically says the world's like pooped. Because nobody's learning their lesson, there's been a meeting leak somewhere, and for whatever reason, that's the thing that sets them off, and they're thinking that humanity is going to end. Oh, I don't okay. know how, I don't know when, but it's going to end because we're not responsible enough. Right. Actually. So, so there's the other massive plot line. They're just gonna <laughs> so they're still setting on. up plot at yeah. what, three yeah. quarters of the way through all Yeah, now? yeah, we're, we're like, we've got like maybe about 20 minutes left. Oh, no. <laughs> So we're going to really have to pull something rapid out at this point. Yeah, yeah. So they go to this community. They're having this little, they have this little party and Paul sees that they're shuffling things into this big hole in a rock. And they're like, he's like, what's that? And they're like, well, that's the vault. He's like, what do you mean? Like, well, we'll, you know, humanity is going to end itself, whatever that may be. But the, you know, the earth is not going to sustain this any longer. So we've built a vault underneath the earth, essentially, for us to live and for us to exist and, and continue humanity Oh, okay. The race. And so Paul's like, oh my God, that's amazing. This is something really important. I, you know, I really need to do this. Okay, maybe this will solve my existential crisis. Sure, right. I'll go follow the Norwegian people yeah. to the ground. I'm the and, sort of guy we need. Yeah, exactly. And Knocklang correctly says, I knew you were stupid. Did not know you were crazy. What are you doing? Right. And he's kind of saying, look, I thought we had something special. And he's like, yeah, we are. But this is amazing. Like, this is such a cool point, blah, blah. Let's go. And eventually, I'm just going to fast forward to the end here because sure. nothing nothing real important happens at this point. <laughs> he is going to go into the vault and then decides the last moment is not going not gonna, to. And he comes back and he joins uh, Knocklang. They go back to the nice fairy tale park but he then is with her and he's helping his community instead okay and that is where we end oh yeah oh so as you might have guessed the reason which i think this film is so infuriating to me is it's like it's such a great concept and it was almost like they couldn't decide it's like if you're going to have a future fiction and yep. you're going to have some form of dystopian thing happening mm-hmm. somewhere, there's no way on earth that you can like explore every single point of it. Yeah. Like if there is a nuclear like fallout, that's going to affect the way that tons of things happen and live. And people are going to build communities if people survive mm. their own little way. And there'll be millions and thousands of stories to tell out of that. Yeah, Just of the course, same way yeah. that there are in, in, in real life. You know, like mine and your story is going to be completely different to somebody who lives halfway across the world. Even our stories between us are going to be entirely different. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's, and I think as a writer, I understand how frustrating that is because if you build this world in your head and you think, but I want to tell, I want to explain everything or yeah. all of it. I mean, you've seen how much, post harry potter stuff is released online right and how much other backstory and things are going on because the world of wizarding does not solely exist in sure. hogwarts and the more you know about it it's it, the, the cooler it is however it's a two-hour film man <laughs> like you can't possibly introduce every little thing 
Like, yeah. I think that's what's so frustrating. It feels about like it. they got so excited by the ideas. Yeah. What if this? Oh, and then what if this? Oh, yeah. and then what if this as well? Yeah. And then they were like, oh man, we better write this. Yeah. And oh, we better wrap all, up now. And this is all like... of those ideas were in the air. Yeah. And none of them had anywhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. You keep being like, oh, oh is this where we're. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's is this where. So I... funny hearing you retell it because the point at which I remember getting disappointed in the film mm. i can spot it in your narrative of it your yeah. retelling is excellent <laughs> because it's fun and it's laughs and it's oh what a kooky idea and then as soon as we're past that establishment and there's meant to be a plot yeah. things just keep happening and then it's the yeah. end yeah absolutely there was a real opportunity obviously to like i think it was really struggling on is this going to be a story about like you know this technology and and how it affects the world and you know kind of look on how we're affecting the world or is this going to be a story about Paul and his kind of existential existence that he's going through you know he's going through a huge change in his life is the dance housing going to like reflect that kind of thing and they just didn't or is it going to be a straight up comedy about this tiny man and his big wife yeah yeah yeah. which would have been a better I could have enjoyed it yeah I would have very much enjoyed that and it just it just tried to do too much in too short space of time. And mm. I think it was just disappointing. And there's some wonderful characters in it. Like you know, Paul and Dusan and Nog Nok Lang, they're like they are great characters. They you know Nok Lang especially because she's this like anti typical of like female lead or whatever, and you know, like what, oh, okay, what you sure. consider as a Hollywood blockbuster. I just love her character because she's so straightforward and to the point. And so kind of brusque in the way that she deals with things, that when you find out she's actually feeding her community, you are kind of a bit taken back because you're like, oh, she's kind of like, this is my lot in life. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And um, this is what I'm going to do with it. And it is just polar opposite to Paul, who's kind of constantly looking around going, well, maybe this is the next big thing I can do. And maybe this is the next big thing I yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this will make me feel fulfilled. And, you know, for Nock Lang, that's just not a thing. Like, she's not trying to go on some big adventure or whatever. She's just like, these people need feeding. And right. I'm, I can feed them. That's what I'm going to do. So it, there are some really good moments in it. There are some great little areas in which they could have stuck with but they just didn't i think you did well to find the thing that's interesting though i really Mm. like that contrast between would you go on the journey for yourself or would you take other people send other people on the journey i think that's that's cool and that's interesting and that's a good point of character difference yeah and i do and i really do think that that it's so relevant at the moment with with the such online presence that we have in the world it's so so easy to look at other people and go well if i just hide this absolutely it, yeah you know, my life would be fulfilled if i just had this i'd be able to do what i dreamed of if i just had this and then you know that contrasting with somebody who's never even had the opportunities they've just been forced into a situation and thought well this is where i am and this is what i need to do and it's you know like i, I definitely sit there thinking like oh, i want to go and do this and i want to do that and i forget how important the little things that I am actually doing. Like I'm a carer and I, yeah. I and I go and help people who can't move and stuff. And that's that is important to those people. And I forget that sometimes that mm. it might not feel like the biggest thing in the world, but to the specific people that I'm helping. So I think that's why, you know, that was one of the things I did kind of latch onto. I think that's why I love the character, which is I think probably why I'm 
more annoyed <laughs> they did not make a good movie because I was like, oh, it was right there. It was right there. You sent me right to the brink there of appreciating it. And then you reminded me. No, but it, it is yeah. just not that good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that is my hot take on downsizing. <laughs> Do well, not watch. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking us through it. Next time, I'm going to be talking about uh, White Noise by Don Ooh. DeLillo. It's a novel that came out some time ago. I read it years ago, and okay. I think they're just making a Netflix movie of it. Ooh. Obviously, I don't know anything about the Netflix movie, but we'll talk about the book. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening to What Next, the future fiction podcast. Be a part of our collective future by visiting futurepod.co.uk. You'll find reading lists and release dates for all of our upcoming episodes as well as ways to get involved. Whatever the future holds, let's go there together.